Tom here. Welcome back to Owl Celebrates Learning, a podcast that features the stories of students from the owl community. Today we will hear a truly unique immigration story from Seth about favelas in Brazil. Rio. A great city, housing a total of 1.7 million total residents right now, making it the second largest city by population in the entirety of Brazil. While that number is shocking, what may be even more surprising is that 23% of Rio's residents live in favelas, the rudimentary, improvised cities created post-Brazilian slavery outside of government control. But why do so many continue to live in rustic and unorganized favelas? Well, that exact question, along with how the rural population is quickly shrinking, is exactly what we will answer today. My name is Seth, and this is my deep dive into Rio's problem with its outskirts and how favelas might be the solution. To start we need to discuss how these favelas came to be. In 1888, favelas were started by slaves, recently freed from servitude but still denied most rights, who needed a place to stay. Because these communities were being created outside of the areas controlled by the government, they functioned very differently, for better and for worse. But one thing from their origins that has lasted to present day is that almost anyone can find their place in a favela, no matter their situation. Because of this approachability, these areas have drawn in many migrants, such as artists who want to be free to express themselves, or people with little money simply needing a home with nowhere else to go. Alright, so we know some of the reasons why people are coming to favelas, but where are they coming from? That search brings us right into Rio's rural countryside. While many people have been driven to favelas from the countryside since the 1940s, water fluctuation and drought, high land and housing prices resulting from companies buying up land en masse, and other issues have made rural life difficult and are still key push factors for this interregional migration. This is highlighted in a reenactment of an interview with Taylene Lima. These voluntary migrants moved because they needed better healthcare access, schooling, and proximity to necessities, and this movement has only been increasing in recent years. Here is a reenactment of a letter written by a child whose family was going to move into a favela soon, which highlights some of the key pull factors. The image of favelas as slums is not a complete one. The full picture, shared by the people who choose to live there, is that while a place may look disorganized and imperfect, for many it is a home. 
They are a better housing option than many others due to their proximity to the city and its many resources, in combination with the looser regulations found in the favelas. About 1.5 million people benefit from these communities, and the migration from outer regions to Rio's favelas has been in no small part due to those benefits. For many Brazilians looking for a more affordable life, the migration from rural to urban favelas has been the solution. Thank you, Seth, for introducing me to favelas in what instantly became one of my favorite episodes in this season. If you are interested in hearing more stories like these, please subscribe to the podcast, and if you like what you hear, share it with other podcast lovers you know. Positive reviews are always appreciated as well. If interested, you can find other quality work at owlcelebrateslearning.com, such as publications and documentaries. Reach out to the channel at owlcelebrateslearning at gmail.com. Thanks again to Gabe Z for the intro and outro music we are using this season. Insert snappy closing statement here.